Great, appreciate you. Hey, as Stacy makes her way to the stage here, I want to share with you. I don't know all of Stacy's story, um, and I am really looking forward to uh, hearing how God has used this sister in ways that I don't know about. But there's this one passage of scripture that has come to my heart, and I, sh I sent a text to Stacy, and I said, Stacy. I think that you were saved for a purpose, and I think that's exactly what we need to make as the title of your story, Saved for a Purpose. And it was instant. I mean, I didn't finish no more sending it than it came back and said, yes, that's great. But anyway, I wanted to share with you this reminder that not only was Stacy saved for a purpose, but so are you. The Lord said to the prophet Jeremiah, for I know the plans that I have for you. Plans of peace and not of evil. Plans to give you a future and a hope. And then you will call upon me and you will go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. One thing that I know for sure about Stacy's story is that it was for such a, a moment as this. Amen. Ooh, I should have made Jeffrey go last. <laughs> well, if I can top that or not. Okay, I'm going to read two verses or first, and then I'll start. You get old, you get to wear your glasses, though. <laughs> they laugh at me. Um, first is Psalms 23rd. <clears throat> Growing up, that was my granddaddy and mine's favorite verse. And boy, it, it helped me through a lot of dark days. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me by the still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Ye, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and staff that comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemy, anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy's sake shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. First Corinthians chapter ten, verse thirteen. Thou hast no temptation taken you, but such as a common to a man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above you that you are able, but will with, with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. So when I decided that I wanted to share... I had talked to Brother Bill and was trying to find a date, and I, and I thought, well, this Sunday will be good. Well, I guess I wasn't paying attention to my calendar or whatever. But 27 years ago today, I was in Huntsville Hospital at 7 o'clock going for my first surgery. So this day is very special. So um, I'm going to ask Brother Bill, how long do you want me to take? He said, well, you just do the whole service. 
So I, I've got Brian in the back back there doing my swatch <laughs> like this because I'm afraid it, I might go over, but I might be worse than Brother Bill. So please, you know, I just uh, pray that you listen to my words, not me, listen through God um, coming through because this was a, ooh, a deep, dark time in my life and family. But with God's help, we made it through it. Okay. Well, in October the 9th, as I said, I went into the hospital. Well, weeks before that, probably um, it was in July, August, September, I <clears throat> was putting my makeup on one morning, and I kind of just rubbed down my neck. I thought, hmm, what am I going to do? So I thought, well, I better go to the doctor and have it checked. So I was working in a little office in Meridian, Huntsville, and just went down to the little in a box now, and he checked me, so I don't think it's anything wrong, but we'll do some blood work up. I said, okay, all right, so, you know, doctors know it. So we, I went back in three weeks, got blood work up, went back three more weeks, he said, well, your thyroid levels are a little odd, but um, he said, I think it's all right, we'll, we'll make sure that everything else is okay. Well, between all this three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, um, I was gaining weight. Driving home in the evening, of course, late in the afternoon, and a couple of days I fell asleep off side of the road. I'm like, man, this is not like me. But anyway, I keep going. So I went back, and he said, well, I'm going to send you for a, a nuclear scan, a radiation scan of your neck. You know, he said, I don't think there's anything to go check. Well, I went back, and they found the nodule here in my thyroid. So I go see Dr. Bobby Johnson, and immediately he says, well, we're going to do a biopsy. Mother and Brian goes with me, and I'm like, well, one of them needs to stay in here with me, you know. I'm, I didn't like needles, but I knew what he was going to stick a needle through my neck. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, Will, Danny, you'll be fine. They can't stay in there. Whew. Lo and behold, when I, they woke me up the third time pulling skin out, you know, I was like, wow, this didn't need to be done in the office. But anyway, they sent it off. A uh, week later, they called me back to the office. He said, it's negative, no cancer. He said, we're just going to put you on Centroid to shrink the nodules. Okay, that's good. That'll, that'll help with your weight. And well, a couple of weeks went by, and I couldn't hardly swallow. I was like, man, I was eating mashed potatoes and drinking milkshakes, still gaining weight. And so I called, and the nurse said, well, he's at the hospital doing his rotations, but come, the nurse practitioner will check you. Okay, no worries. So I go in and sit down, and she comes in with a little tape measure and measures, and Walks over to the table and lays a tape measure down. Walks out the door. Okay. She's still not alone. She walks back in. She said, Dr. Johnson is on his way to see you. Uh, she said, he wants to see you. I said, okay. So he comes in and measures, and he said, well, it's growed. So we're going to go ahead and send you to Dr. Herman Tichy, which that is the best doctor in Huntsville, Alabama. Saved my life. Um... We're going to send you to see him. He'll just take it out. No big deal. I said, okay. So me and mother went the next day. That should have alarmed me. I got to point with the next day, but it didn't. And so he said, um, we're going to go ahead and take that out. You know it's cancer. All right, no, it's not. Dr. Johnson done a biopsy. He says it's not cancer. He said, uh, okay, well, whatever you think, but I'm just telling you, I think it's cancer. 
why do you think it's growing? I'm like, well, I don't know, but it's not. So I'm looking at mother and, of course, mother. Y'all know my mama. She was always tenderhearted, and she's done. I had tears. I'm like, Mama, why are you crying for? Dr. Johnson says it's not cancer. Well, Dr. Tucci says, well, okay, we'll see. Well, he was going on vacation that next week, so I had to wait. And so October the 9th at 7 o'clock, he comes in and says, okay, we're going to get back to the house. I'm like, okay. If you think it's cancer, make sure you get tossed. He just had it down. So, okay. So I went in. Brian, mother, daddy, Tracy, and Gwen. Gwen was my oldest sister. Um, we are a top-notch, Nick, close family. So everybody had to go. And that was fine. I, you know, the more the merrier. Just. So I came out of surgery. Well, he told me, he said, now you will not be able to talk when we wake up because you have to leave your vocal cords and all this stuff. So You're going to have to give me something. I'm going to throw up. He said, well, you're not supposed to be talking. I'm like, I'm going to throw up, please. So anyway, he goes out. Well, I get back to the room and finally wake up enough. It was kind of drowsy, and, I mean, I was in and out. And so mother and daddy and Tracy and Gwen was all in the room, and the nurse comes in, and she said, and I just barely remember, she said, have y'all told her? That everybody goes out of the room. Okay, that's fair enough. But I mean, I'm still in a kind of a smoky phase, I guess. So they come back in, Mama and Brian, and um, <clears throat> they said it's cancer. And so I'm like, you know, well, that works. So I'm just, uh, I don't, I guess I didn't know what to say, you know, and. Daddy, the wisdom he had, he said, honey, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. So my mom over here just squalling. She's trying to hold it back. So Dr. Tucci come in. He was so mad at me. And I'm like, I, by then I was kind of awake. And he said, you did not tell me you had a twin sister. I said, okay, why should I tell you? He said, because when I went out there to talk to your family, there you were sitting there. My mama said, I've never, ever seen anybody turn so white. She said, he sat down beside Tracy. So, um, I mean, I kind of lied. He said, you need to get up and come to the mirror. I'm like, no, I'm not getting up. Why do you want me to get up out of bed and come to the mirror? He said, I want you to look at my nice work that I've done. So I was cut from here to here. I had tubes sticking out each side of the neck. And I told him, I said, well, okay, I will. So uh, I look like Frankenstein. I said, well, I guess you did good, but I look like Frankenstein. I said, we could have done this closer to Halloween, and he laughed. So um, so a couple of, he told me, he said, well, we cut part of it out, and we sent it to the lab to let it grow. We don't know how far it got, how far, how big it is, or anything. He said, so we're going to let it grow. So Wednesday morning, he came back in. 11th and said, we're going back in to take the whole thyroids out. He said, it hasn't went to your vocal cords. So with thyroid cancer, if they don't get it all, it goes down. And he said, we don't want it to go any further. So 
Wednesday night, about 6 o'clock, I think it was, we go back into surgery. He comes back out and says he gets it all, but I'm going to have to have radiation. Nobody in my family had cancer that I can remember of, my grandmother, but my dad's mother. But we were seven when she died, so okay. Um, so I went home, and they had to wait till I healed before I could take the radiation. So um, I um, started praying. my shepherd. That's what I, my granddad, we always thought about that verse because that was his favorite verse and mine too. So I didn't have to have chemo, which I thought, well, that's great. No chemo because I did not understand what that did, you know. Well, I went in uh, in January and the radiation, he told me, Dr. Fisher said, um, you may not ever have kids after you have them, but you've got to have them. So I really hit my head. As everybody knows, I love kids. But again, I prayed. I knew the Lord knew it was His will. There was nothing I could do. If it was meant to be, it'd be meant to be. So I went in that morning on Monday morning, and um, the room I was in, everything was covered with plastic. Um, the phones was covered with plastic, everything. So they brought this... Uh, Army metal tin in, or steel, I guess what it was. And I said, you know, I got a paper in there with the F-Rounds. So he's got the gloves on in this little paper cup, seven pills. So I took those seven pills. And, uh, the nurse was sitting there in the room, and they were the like five minutes. It had to be three, minutes, three feet from the bed. Well, Tuesday, I heard a knock on the door. Here comes my mom and daddy in the door. I'm like, y'all don't need to be here. You're not supposed to be here. Uh, well, you think stuff's going to keep us away? So anyway, uh, mom's on the bed, and daddy's loving me and hugging me. I'm like, y'all, please, just go. I'm fine. I mean, I was good. I was up walking around. I done got bored. And, well, by the time they got home, mother called. She said, we've got to go. that, I did pretty good. I, I started to work, but the doctor, I told him, fulfills all of our wants and desires that our deepest 
that are deepest in our hearts. I prayed for him to cover me with mercy. So we waited that year. And um, so in, I guess it was March 97, uh, well, November, the end of November, I was at work and I said, Roswell Barnett Drugs. He was our doctor, I say. And he says, Faith, I, I think you need to take a preacher to church. I said, Daddy, why do you say that to me? You know. He said, No, I just, just do it. Just please me. I said, Okay. So, of course, Brian's at work. So, Mom's at home. So, I go by there and take the pregnancy test. And I said, Dear Prince, it's positive. I'm not believing it. So, I call him back at the drugstore. I said, Okay, David. It's positive. Quickly. What's going on? Well, if you know Synthroid, it's a hormone. And he said, that, you know, that's, if you're on a high dose, that's probably what it is. So, okay. Well, I called my doctor, the OBGYN. He had me come in the next day. So, he does blood work up, and he comes back in. I had the best OBGYN. He's good to me. And he's crying. I'm like, Dr. Shannon, what's wrong? He was right. So day in and day out, I was so sick at my shoulder from morning to night. I hugged the trees outside, and, ooh, and I kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And so on August, they give me a, a, a due date of August the uh, 26th. And I'm like, okay, here's, you know, well, I mean, not August, but this August. So, I had to go in, and I went, Tracy actually went with me on the Friday, Thursday, to get my last ultrasound, and the nurse said, you have a chance to, I'm what? She said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Dr. Shannon will talk to you, I'm like, what? Because I went from 180 to 245, so I was huge, and, um, He's just too big. We're going to have to do a C-section. I said, huge. What do you mean huge? He said, well, I think he weighs about 11 pounds, 6 pounds. And he said, it can go a pound either way. So, I'm going to pop the 27th. It's 7.05, 10 pounds, 6 ounces, 23 and a half inches long. Jeffrey Calvert, one of my sole purposes is brother Jeffrey alive. So then brother, he's such a wonderful young man. That was my first purpose. I know that was my first purpose in life. So we uh, talked about having a few more kids, but he said, you know, Stacy, there's a 25% chance your cancer can come back. It's not always. It could be very aggressive since you've already had cancer. It couldn't be. So we just made the decision that Jeffrey named the mom. So that was my first purpose. God saved me for to be a child of God first. That was my one purpose, sharing my life with him. The next glorious day was that young man sitting back there. And my 
heart was so full this morning, him praying for me this morning. I had so much pain. I'm not my pain. I'm sorry for me this morning. Thank you, Dr. Kelly. Thank you, Hal, for letting Jeffrey sing this morning. Oh. Okay. So. Uh, so, my next purpose is, is a little different. I know God saved me for a reason. I was here and being his child. So, um, years had went by, and my older sister, Glenn, well, she was 14 years older than we were, so she was kind of like a second mother. Her and Tracy was always closer than me and her, because Tracy was always her favorite. I don't know why. Tracy, I hope you're listening to this. And um, she was going to be here today, but she's doing communion at their church, so pray for her this morning. Um, we always, after after I had cancer, I got hooked up with the Relay for Life. And um, to go, I don't know if any of you, I know some of you have been to Relay for Life. We were blessed here at the church to have, do a Relay for Life one year. Oh, we had such a good time. Um, walking the Survivor Lab was the most rewarding laugh I think I've ever made around a, uh, a cord or a, a field track. And then they have the lap for the caregivers. And most times Ryan was at work. He didn't get to know that couple, but Mama and Gwen and Tracy was right there by my side walking on the caregiver lap. So, um, and about 2000. We got really, she got sick. We thought it was her heart. She went to emergency room and they sent her to Dr. Matthew for her heart. Because she, first, well, first she had heart cord Um, She went and she had leukemia. And they didn't want to do a hysterectomy, they just wanted to give her chemo and radiation. So um, she went through that. She had to go to the working, and we just sat and talked. And Tracy living in hunt school, she would come, you know, sometimes, but it was usually me and her or her daughters taking her. And um, so she got to walk the survivor laps with me. That was probably the most good day. Me and her both got to watch walk the survivor laps with me that day. Well, about, I guess it was of the year, she got feeling bad again, and it had come back around the aorta behind her kidney, and the doctor said there was nothing they could do, because they couldn't take it out, they couldn't take that air out, and they couldn't take it off, so they could give chemo and radiation, but it, it, it wasn't working, so 
she was going through, but not, not as bad, because she kind of had to run tubes in her back for years. She couldn't lay on her back. She couldn't lay on her stomach. She was suffering so bad. So they did the, the chemo, which I think it honestly was going to kill her. But um, there was nothing else I could do. So we brought her back home. She'd been staying with mother. The whole thing, couple, the whole two years, and at that time, Dad had Alzheimer's, and and so Mom was taking care of him, and, and Daddy both with our help. And so Daddy died in 2007. So um, and then and moved back in with Mom, which is Mom from the hospital, and Mother just couldn't take care of her, and so she moved in with her daughter with April, and of course April had back surgery. I would go over in the evenings, and she wouldn't eat for nobody but me. And I'd say, now, Susie, we called her Susie. I said, you've got to eat. You've got to be strong. And she still would go. And I said, well, She got bad. We had to we couldn't really turn her to a holly tree at home. Um she took care of her. They knew how to take care of her. We didn't. And uh, so two thousand seven in March. The same day my daddy died, she died. We we prayed. us everywhere. We was on her, her and her husband. We was we went roller skating on the weekends. Of course, she was still a big kid too. But we had some of the most wonderful times. And I thought I had to go back to my family. You know, and I just prayed for God to heal her. Not knowing that Healing might be necessary. She had suffered so much. So that day, she died. And that day, my mom lost her Most part, my mom. <clears throat> prove me wrong. It works on my life. I want to prove God wrong about. 
caring and providing. And so losing Gwen was, was hard, too. So there, another time I'm down in the you know, deep valley trying to climb up. But God is a grateful God. He has guided me through dark valleys that... And praise God that he keeps pushing me back up. He always wants us to be honest. We don't we can't pretend in front of him. I'd always say, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. trust him sometimes when we don't make sense. When when we when we don't my life hasn't been the easiest, but with God it has been wonderful. Because I do not know how anybody would make it without him day to day, minute by minute. We live in a world today, minute by minute, we need him. This is why I wrote in big letters, I hate cancer. And this Sandy, I pray for you every day. So hard, and God's going to bless you. Many of us have loved ones and friends that have had cancer or have cancer. I just pray every day. God shows us He did me. I thank God every day for October the 9th, October the 9th, 
my mama made so many sacrifices for me. So many. I could never, ever do for too much. And we had some great times. And we had some rough times. Some people were just alike, you know. It was rough sometimes. Um, that's why I was telling one of my ladies at work the night that she fell and I could hear her screaming and I was so asleep. I jumped up and run and I fell and hit the china cabinet hard. And when I woke up, she was screaming, well, yeah, i got to come help me get up. I'm like, Mama, I can't see. So I finally got to the phone and I called Brian. It was like 1 o'clock in the morning. I said, Brian, please, you got to get down here. He said, what's wrong? I said, Mama's in the floor. So he gets down there and he said, what's wrong with your head? Well, we got to think of a good one for this. <laughs> as sick as she was, she had a sense of humor. And I think I got my love from kids for her. Because she loved babies. She loved kids. She enjoyed so many of the nights that we used to entertain and play together. And she could talk to them. So, um, so I started going to the cancer doctor again. And I was losing weight. I don't know, he could just want some antibiotics. So we started doing tests, every living test that could be done. I've had every, praise God though, every test. And um, so he said, I just don't think nothing else can be good. He said, you're just going to go to somebody else. So with this going on with mother and everything and stress and then the COVID, we're out of school and I'm like, I go back to see Dr. Johnson. He was the first doctor I went to. And he said, well, first off, they've got you on the wrong drugs. And he's like, well, he did say there was new stuff they didn't know about. And they just said, you must not be So for the next two and a half years, I've been going to the, can- to the cancer doctor and then over to Dr. Johnson's for every two months. Been medicine, changing medicine. Anybody that's on thyroid medicine knows when they change it, you have my hair's falling out. Hands dry, or brine, and irritable. It's just they. But God's got a purpose for me, I know. So I just pray every night. So I've got to go back in three more months because I went back this last time. He said we're going to see you in a year. And I started crying. He looked at me. I said I've never heard that year in three and a half years. It's always two months, two months. So. Then in three months, the cyst is working. Still losing a little weight, but it's going to work off. But I'm just I'm praying to Jesus for work. He, 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 he said, well, I'm going to be more positive this time. He said, but your body... And the cancer, he told me, my cancer doctor from way back, he was telling me, he said, your body is going to go back to normal. And it just exploded. Everything just went poof. So, I worked really hard. And with all your prayers, I know I wouldn't be where I was today without y'all, too. So, I've just quit trying to pretend to God. I quit trying to say, okay, I'm okay. Because I'm not. I'm not okay. 
of. Because I know God wouldn't have put me through all of this not to have a great husband. So, with that said, I have at any given time 800 kids. This is the best job that I could ever have. I love each one of my babies at school. I can talk to them. Before we started having a real big breakfast when I'd done it by myself, the kids, some of the kids would come in early and just say, can you just talk to me? And of course, some of the stuff I remember. But I tell them all at once, like, if you don't want my kids today, I'm, gonna, I'm just being honest with you because I love you. I don't want you to be mad, but if you don't want all kids just in a different way. Thank you. Thank you. Because most of the, you know, we see them all every day. And blessed if we see them. Come through my line every day in Lulu. Miss Stacy, we love you. We love you. She's Eleanor and and Ellie was like first grade, second grade. But they knew me. Those were three precious kids that helped me make it through the day. And I can share my experiences with God with all the older ones. God has a purpose for all of us. And I'm so thankful for the ones we did know. I am so blessed. I know that God loves us. First Corinthians thir- uh, 10, 13. He's not going to put no more on me than I can bear. Because I'm a big girl. i got big shoulders. And I've learned how to bear my problems on my knees. Logan, he was already born before she died. And, but when Lathan was coming, she said, will you be Lathan's grandmother? And I said, I sure will. And then April had Bella. And there's another purpose. God saved us there. She was a friend. And, uh, of course, April had had back surgery. That sweet little girl, that smile. I, I told her. Jeffrey went over to me and she said, 
you want to help us? So me and Jeffrey got told, or Mama told us, she's not supposed to cry. <laughs> so, um, and then Lane come along. So I have three grand, well, four grandbabies, Kent and Logan. I take them too, I guess. But um, I just keep thanking God for all the blessings He's given me, for all the challenges He's given me, because without. Deep Valley, I wouldn't be who I am today. I really wouldn't. I just, uh, I thank him, and I trust him, and I've learned to live with him as I go through it. Because sometimes I can't control it. So I've got just something here that I've wrote down that I like to read. <clears throat> Even then, God is faithful to provide. Amen. Faithful to restore us and to lead us in the path of righteousness. There's a song by Andrew Rill, Fill My Cup. I love that song. It's wonderful. It talks about filling your cup with patience and love and mercy. God is such a good shepherd. Oh, he was a great shepherd. But I want to have a question based on the end of Psalms 22-3. Why? Why does God lead us in the path of righteousness? The Bible says he does for his name's sake. Because I want him to have the glory. Not me. Not me. I want God to have the glory in this world. See the picture that we see all through the Bible. For God led us for our good. Obviously, Psalm 23 is so much more here that it is good for us. For God leads us for our good, ultimately for his glory. The changes, everything about the way you understand the purpose of your life. I understand the purpose of my life. In other words, God has created us for our good. He wants to save us from our sins. He wants us. He wants to shepherd us, lead us, and guide us. Receive that good news in your life, but then realize it doesn't stop with you. So that's why. But with him, he wants to save us from our sins. He wants to shepherd us, lead us, guide us, receive that good news. He does his ultimate for his name's sake, for the spread of his glory, not just for the spread of his glory generally, but for his name's sake among all the nations, among all the people, which changes the way we live. So, Thank you for that.
been for 34 years and stood up for me. Sorry about that, Libby. Uh, he said, I might take an out this morning. I said, no, I ain't going to be like Brother Bill. I'm going to call you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just praying. That's right. Say, Brother Bill's coming for you, Brian. Oh, but he has. He has, he has given me a wonderful life. So, let's pray for each and every person we know that's out there that's got that dear friend in the hospital that's struggling with cancer. And I pray for him dearly that he's a wonderful daughter of God. Or anybody that's just prayed hard for him and anybody that I know that needs prayer. I pray for everybody right now. I just pray especially for her. In there. Okay, I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to let God go. God, we are so thankful that you are our shepherd. We want to praise you and thank you for your healing hand that you've laid on me and my sister, that each and, each and every person that is fighting cancer. They need your grace and mercy. I want to thank Brian for staying with me through all of our dark valleys. My mom and dad for Tracy and Gwen for being the best sisters. A special bond between twins. He was right. He was always my right hand. And I pray for her daughter. And Lord, I just want you to keep praying for each and every doctor. I want to thank you for the wonderful life that you've given me, Lord, and you keep giving me my heart to you, Lord. But I thank you for giving me all these doctors. And Lord, I'm going to use them for your glory. And I thank you for the battles you put me in. And I especially thank you for giving me out of those battles. And Lord, I want to thank you for the children in this building that they need you, Lord. You wash over them. So thank you, Lord. One thing I think that we can be assured of as we listen to Stacy's testimony, her story, is that oftentimes our purposes aren't manifested unless we go through the storms. Mm-hmm. Our purposes, our God-given purposes may not be manifested until we've gone into the valley. Unless you go through the valleys like Stacy has gone through. But we can all learn from the valleys, whether they're my valleys or whether they're your valleys. One of the parts of the verse that Stacy shared is not only that we go through these things and we, are, we receive the comfort from God, but then the intent is, is for us to use that which we were comforted with for the glory of God, to comfort others. And that's what Stacy was doing this morning. She was using her story her valleys, her cancer to bless you and to bless your family. And so uh, you make sure that you continue to pray for, for Stacy. But like she said, I think that we have in excess of 20 cancer patients on our prayer list. And with every cancer patient, there's at least two caregivers. 
right? Uh, and then with, with every two caregivers, there's probably 10 family members, right? And all those are affected. So this invitation is going to be different, okay? Because we all may not be going and dealing with cancer directly, but we all got our valleys, don't we? Everybody nod your head like that. We all have our valleys. We all have our struggles. So we're going to make this decision time a little bit different, and we're just going to be willing to pray. I'm here. Stacy's here. Brother Kevin and Jennifer's here. Brother Hal is here. And we're going to be willing to pray with you about any valley you might be going through. And if there is plenty, great. If there's not, great. But we want to make this just a prayer service for you. So during this decision time, during these songs, you just come on forward and let us pray with you. That's, that's the most powerful way that we can deal with the valleys and the struggles that we deal with in our life. Amen? Let me pray for you, and we'll go to the decision time, Brother Hal. Father God, I praise you, and I thank you for the story that you've given to Miss Stacy. Father, I thank you, Lord, that she has been brave enough and courageous enough to share her story with us. Father, knowing that it was going to be painful to rehash and remember all the struggles that she's gone through. But, Father, she's here for your glory. She's here to testify to your goodness and to testify to your power and to your healing. And, Father, I just ask you, Lord, to continue doing the mighty work both in and through my sister. And, Lord, I pray for all those that are struggling with storms, valleys, issues, relationships that are broken, struggles, whatever the case may be, Father. Lord, just hear our prayers for them today. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said. Amen.